Memorial Health System provides comprehensive health services that meet the needs of the region we serve. And we are proud to present Memorial Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. According to the American Academy of Orthopedic Surgeons, almost a million total joint replacements are performed in the United States every year. Hip and knee replacements are the most commonly performed joint replacements, but they can be also performed on other joints as well, including the ankle, wrist, shoulder, and elbow. My guest today is Dr. Jason Gessel. He's an orthopedic surgeon with Memorial Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Gessel. What happens to our joints as we age, and are different joints subject to different limitations as we age? Well, hello. Thanks for having me. Um, Yes, as we age, unfortunately, uh, our joints tend to deteriorate. Now, this can happen at different um, rates for different uh, people. Also, uh, certain joints, for instance, your hip, and knee joints, the ones that tend to bear most of the load when we walk, have a tendency to wear out a little bit sooner than, say, a shoulder joint. However, this is highly variable uh, in different people. So people experience pain, Dr. Gessel. We have pain in our knees, pain in our hips or in our shoulders, and we sort of slough some of it off. When does it start to be something that you say, you know what, I need to get in and have this looked at? What I tell patients is when the pain becomes more persistent and consistent, uh, you probably should have it evaluated. Um, Who you go with to have that evaluated uh, for that initial visit can either be your primary care physician that you're seeing at a time for a routine checkup, or you can directly call a specialist such as an orthopedic surgeon or a sports medicine doctor uh, and have the problem looked at. Typically, if you're having physiological uh, signs in addition to your symptoms, things like swelling of the knee that you notice, warmth to touch, uh, difficulty doing things that used to be easier for you to do, then that's a pretty good indication that you need to have it looked at versus I did some extra work this weekend, maybe had a project around the house that I worked on, and then the knee was sore. Sometimes that will go away with time, you know, in a few days. But when you start to notice things more consistently, that is usually when you should have it looked at. What would be the first line of defense? As surgery would not necessarily be the first thing you would recommend, what do you do and how do you diagnose what the problem is, how severe it is, and when surgery might be recommended? So when we first see someone, the first thing that we do is obtain an accurate history, which is basically me asking you questions, trying to figure out when it's bothering you, how often it bothers you, and those sorts of things. Then we perform a physical examination. Oftentimes, we're going to incorporate x-rays with that. When you're taking x-rays to look for arthritis, it's best if you're standing for those x-rays, if you're x-raying a hip or a knee. Obviously, you can't stand on your hands, so we don't do that uh, when we x-ray the shoulder. Uh, But when you're looking specifically for arthritis, those x-rays should be standing. Oftentimes, uh, when a specialist is not ordering the x-ray, sometimes they do not order order them standing, and that can affect the results of what the x-rays show. Um, Oftentimes, if the joint has not been bothering you that much and the arthritis does not look that severe, Oftentimes, we will start uh, with something as simple as some topical medications. There's also oral medications that you can take that help with inflammation. 
the class of medications uh, known as NSAIDs, and oftentimes we start with injections. Um, these can either be what's referred to as cortisone injections, uh, which is a corticosteroid or a powerful anti-inflammatory uh, drug, or sometimes viscosupplementation injections, which is kind of a lubricating fluid that we will inject into the knee. Um, when these things no longer work, then oftentimes the only option that's left is to have a joint replacement, whether that be a partial joint replacement or a complete joint replacement. So what is a new joint like, and what does it feel like for the patient? Is it something that they would notice as sort of a foreign body in their body, or does it just kind of meld in and become something they really don't notice? Typically, after you recover from the post-operative pain that you have uh, over the course of time, typically with a hip or a knee, usually around three months, the joint tends to just become part of you. Now, one things, one of the things that patients have told me uh, after undergoing uh, joint replacement surgery is they will occasionally hear kind of a uh, clicking-type sound. And, you know, this is artificial parts that we put in. They are made out of metal and plastic, and sometimes that plastic will bang against the metal, and you will get the sound similar to what a hitting your writing pen on a desk may sound like. And, and that's normal, but that usually doesn't cause the patient any sensation that they feel. It's just something audible that they hear. Uh, but for the most part, the joint uh, pretty much feels uh, pretty normal to them. And is this something that typically would last a while, or sometimes do joints have to be replaced again? <clears throat> joints... Um, Typically, the the average lifespan that we like to quote our patients, and I think given the new technologies that we have, it's probably a conservative estimate on the part of orthopedic surgeons, but we say 15 to 20 years. Um, Certainly, uh, I have seen patients that have had joints in much longer than this and are doing perfectly fine. And sometimes, depending on what the patient does, um, the joint may wear out uh, quicker. Uh, So sometimes, yes, um, there needs to be a second joint replacement done later in the patient's life, and we see this most often in people who have conditions that require them to undergo the replacement at a younger age than what we would consider to be the typical uh, age for a joint replacement. Dr. Gessel, what is post-surgery like for these patients, and how long generally, and I know we're talking various types of joints, hips are different than knees, different than shoulders, but what do you see as generally the physical therapy requirements afterwards and how soon they can return to some of their daily activities? So the typical post-operative course is that you have the surgery done. Uh, We typically then Uh, keep you in the hospital one to two nights afterwards. We're getting you up the same day of surgery, having you walk with physical therapy. So when you're in the hospital, you're receiving physical therapy two times a day. Once we feel that you're safe to go home and realize that every individual patient uh, and the condition, um, their environment that they come from is different, so we want to make sure that we're not sending you home to an unsafe environment where you're at risk to harm yourself or not be taken care of appropriately. Uh, But once we feel you're safe to go, uh, you're typically discharged to home. 
Now, some of our elderly, more debilitated patients may need some extra care, and they may end up at an acute rehab uh, facility or even a skilled nursing facility uh, for a few extra days after the replacement. But typically, you go home, and then you begin outpatient physical therapy. Now, we're in a more rural area, so some of our patients live, you know, quite a ways away from an outpatient physical therapy location, and so we have some great home health agencies in the area that oftentimes will assist those patients and actually do in-home visits uh, with them rather than the patient trying to drive an hour to physical therapy. But typically, you're going to go to outpatient physical therapy uh, three times a week. Those sessions are about 45 minutes each physical therapy session. When you leave the hospital, most often, if you've had a hip or knee replacement, you're walking with a walker. Usually, you do that for one to two weeks and then transition to a cane for another one to two weeks. Usually around one month in the post-operative period for a hip or knee replacement, we'll have you off of assisted devices, just walking on your own, but still doing therapy. Usually around three months is when you're feeling pretty normal again. Uh, complete healing uh, can even take up to a year for you know uh, small amounts of mild soreness to go away completely. Usually for driving, if it is your right leg that has had either a hip or knee replacement, usually around six weeks until your reaction time is sufficient again to allow you to drive. Um, if you've had a left-sided replacement, as long as your car is an automatic transmission car, I'll allow patients to drive usually at two to three weeks as long as they are off narcotic pain medications. So wrap it up for us, Dr. Gessel, with your best advice for people that are suffering pain in their knees or hips or shoulders and they're considering a replacement surgery. What questions would you like them to ask their doctor? What would you like to tell them about what's going on in the world of joint replacement today? Well, I feel that the, you know, the technology uh, from our joint implant um, uh, corporations is getting uh, improved uh, each and every year. They are, you know, trying to see what problems, uh, you know, implants that have been made in the past have had, and they're working to try to improve those. In terms of patients, uh, I tell the patients that I really think that they should try uh, conservative measures first if they have not had those done and um, try to uh, hold off having the replacement until uh, essentially all the conservative uh treatment measures aren't helping them any longer and their pain is affecting their activities of daily living. That's when I feel it's time to, for a patient to have a replacement. Uh, specific questions that the uh, patient should ask, uh, essentially uh, you should ask your surgeon uh, a lot of the things that we've covered today. Uh, what is, you know, what happens during my course at the hospital? Uh, when will I be able to do certain activities and return to certain activities? Uh, what will, um, you know, be required of, of me, the patient? Uh, the patient should know that the um, post-operative period and what they do in terms of physical therapy and following physician instructions actually can make them recover from their joint replacement surgery much quicker if they're more willing to be compliant 
Thank you so much, Dr. Gessel, for being with us today. It's great information. You're listening to Memorial Health Radio with Memorial Health System. And for more information, you can go to mhsystem.org. That's mhsystem.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening. Okay, so I just